Hello and welcome into another Red Out podcast. My name is Devin. I'm shutting the door so that you all can hear me because it's a crazy household today. We'll see if we can get Jared in here in a second, but let's go ahead and hey, get started. How about, about them tops, son? Okay, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. And let's hear, let's hear from our sponsor. I am not a change of my path. I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to betterhelp.com redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Oh. Thank you all again. Uh, thanks, BetterHelp. Uh, if you use our aff- affiliate link, you will give us uh, some support. It'll give you also give you 10% off of BetterHelp services. Um, Abby will be in and out, so please excuse her. Uh, how's it going, Jared? It's good. How are you? Doing good. Um Sorry to everyone we missed last week. Um, we were mourning um, for the queen. Jared yeah. and I both we both mourned the uh, the queen, but more so the Indiana game because that was crap. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> more so the more so the Indiana game than the. I've already the, tried to forget about it. Gosh, that was awful. Um, we'll talk more about it later. Um, and honestly, uh, we'll get into it later, but. Uh, the moral victory went to Western. I'm sorry. I'll take it. I'll take it. We won the moral victory there. <sighs> but we'll talk more about it in a sec. Um, so winners and losers. Uh, I will go ahead and swipe one real quick. Aaron Rodgers' vague Jumbotron. Oh, I saw something on the Jumbotron. And, and now he's coming out and he's like, oh, there wasn't nothing there. Did you see this, Jared? Or it's I, probably because it? he's hallucinating from whatever drugs that he's been doing recently. <laughs> I didn't think marijuana made you do that, but anyway. Well, <laughs> not just weed, but he said he was doing like something else too, like DMT or something. I remember seeing that from somewhere, but I mean, it's technically not a banned substance, so I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. He looks like a hippie, though. He is a hippie. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it's something else. Does um, Tua Monteteo, whatever his name is, does he have a concussion? Well, they originally thought that it was. Quarterback, it, sorry. Yeah, they thought it was a concussion at first, but it was actually just reported wrong. It was like a lower back injury, and like his ankle is also kind of banged up too. Like that's what was on the injury report going into the Bengals game tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I, I laugh because my daughter, she now it's like Jurassic Park. She can now open doors. Oh man. So so yeah, um my wife is still at work. Um so my parents are here watching her. So she is um randomly she'll just come in and open the door. So if you hear the door slam, I apologize ahead of time. But I can't really stop her. But uh anyway. At least you know you can't. <laughs> yes, yes, I've I've given up on that front. Um and she's not even a teenager yet, so yeah. congratulations. Um, so, uh, do you have any winners or losers? Well, I mean, my winner is very obvious, obviously (laughs) the dolphins. I, for the first time in my life, I have seen one of the NFL power ranking things have the dolphins as the top team in the NFL. I have never seen that before in 29 years of being alive. I have not seen that. Hey, that's hey. I'm happy for you, buddy. It's been long overdue. <laughs> hey, I'm happy for you. As a, 
No, I'm, I'm scared though Dolphins because fan, Tua and also Jalen Waddle are both a little banged up from the game because they laid it all all on the line for the Bills. That was a very close game. Still was able to pull it off. Yeah. Incredible. They all played really hard, but they're all kind of banged up and have this Thursday night game against Cincinnati at Cincinnati. So I think that'll still be kind of tough, even though the Bengals didn't look as good as they did last year. But I mean, if they're kind of banged up, then it'll make things a little harder. But the yeah, fact, but... who would who would have predicted the Dolphins and the Eagles being the two only undefeated teams left by week three or four? No, one. nobody, <laughs> no, no one, no, no one would have. Um, you know, it's I, I'm happy for the Dolphins. You know, and here's a good I, trivia I, I, question. I Go ahead. Here's a good trivia question for you. What else is significant about the Dolphins and the Eagles? Thinking of those two teams. I have no if idea. You're a big I have no idea. You might know them. In Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, uh, when they kidnap Dan Marino, the Super Bowl is the Dolphins and the Eagles. And Ace Ventura beats up the Eagles mascot at the end of the movie. Yeah. You can rewatch that it. That is hilarious. I, I, had, I did not know that's where we were going with that. Yep. That's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really, let's see. I've got some random other news. Um, men's golf played at Western Carolina. Uh, Hoffman shot in the red on his final day of the JT Postman. Uh, women's soccer lost one to nothing to North Texas. Uh, we've, we've got FIU, obviously. We, we, Football won, spoiler alert, in case you didn't know. Uh, and women's volleyball beat Middle Tennessee. Oh, and by the way, I have another loser. Uh, Miami. And I'm not talking football, NFL. I'm talking college. Oh, my God. Losing to NBSU. Yes. You bunch of idiots. Good gosh. But here's the thing. I don't know if you saw that, but one of the Miami players in the postgame interview literally said, like, we completely overlooked MTSU. We thought we would win this game. Yeah, like they didn't even think twice about them. That's why they lost. Yeah, that's uh, which that's coaching. That's not on just on the players. That's coaching. Yeah, and I, I agree. Um, and Miami is not the '90s Miami. You know, they're not a team that can just overlook people. You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. You, you can't do that. Um, sorry, I'm just making some quick notes here for the show. Yeah, Frank Gore is not walking through that door anytime soon. <laughs> no, yeah, that's. I mean, it's like seriously, like even when uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, played at Miami, like that was Miami, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miami's almost like one of those teams, like Nebraska, you know, the teams that were the woulda, shoulda, coulda teams, but they aren't. You know, they're not the teams they were. Um. You know, that's just my thing is I, they're not the teams they were. They're not rocking their conferences or anything. They're, you know, barely holding their heads up. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's just not not something to feel great about. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. And, and my thing is, too, is they're ranked 25th. Like, is that a new rivalry now, MTSU and Miami? Honestly, out of every rival that exists, I think that would make absolutely no sense, but I would be there for it. I would support it. <laughs> I would too. I think that'd be really funny. A very random rivalry. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess let's just jump right into it. Um, did you watch the Indiana game? Um, Indiana game, Indiana game. Uh, no, I did not get to see it. Okay, okay. I did watch it, and like... I uh, talked to uh, one of the uh, former alumni on Facebook, Dean, uh, and Dean and I kind of agree. You could just watch the sales, you know, watch the watch the energy come out of them. You just watch. It looks like the wind got knocked out of their sails. Is the phrase I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were up. That's the bad thing. And then you could see for you. It was almost there's almost a point in the game where you can watch the guys go from enjoying playing to you know hey we're winning you got a little pep in your step you know you got to got that spring when you walk you know there's that moment and then there indiana had a couple good plays and then it's let's not lose this game you know they're playing to not lose and you can't do that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you you can't play to not lose. You have to play to win. You got to you know just keep the gas going. And this is, and I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. And I even said it last episode. This is going to be one of those games we're going to want back if we lose, and we're we're definitely going to want this back, just like mm-hmm. the year before. Yeah, every time we play Indiana, it usually ends like that. Um, for those of you on YouTube, I've got the uh, stats pulled up for you. Uh, you can check those out. Um, for those of you not, I'll go ahead and read them. Uh, uh, WKU had 25 first downs. Indiana had 28, so pretty close. We had 545 total yards. They had 480. 329 of ours were passing, 216 rushing. Uh, they had 364 passing, 120 rushing. So total yards, we're still on top. Uh, we had eight penalties for 83 yards. And I'm going to say, for me, the penalties came at the most inopportune times. Yeah, uh, pass interference here, this happened there, and there were a couple drives that were kept alive because of these penalties. You can't let that happen. Um, you know, you've, you've got to play smart. And when you're playing a team like Indiana, um, they've very lucratively probably paid the refs off. So just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like when you're in a crowd, when you're in a stadium like that, it's subconscious, but the refs are going to side more with Indiana. It's going to well, happen. In it's my gonna opinion, happen. no. Well, I mean, while there was some of that, the thing that killed us was that interception in the red zone and also yeah. the special teams errors with the field goals, having one blocked and then missing the other one. Like, if you take any of those three things and reverse it, then we win this game. Yes. And if we hadn't got our field goal blocked, and yes, yes, yes. But psychologically, refs are going to be more apt to side with them than us. Just mm-hmm. saying. Go and throw it out there. Unpopular opinion. I mean, it is true. Uh, Unpopular opinion, but it's an opinion. Um, And we had two turnovers. They had one turnover. We missed the final field goal. Of course, I'm watching this game, and it didn't connect to me on a, you know, first off with, um, I think, uh, um, Austin Reed just did like a quick little sneak. He literally just like took the ball from the right hash they snapped, he took it, went to like tight end where the tight end lines up and then just fell down. And I was like, in my mind, I thought, what in the hell is he doing? And then I thought, duh, field goal, duh. You know, it didn't connect right away, but because uh, it just looked so just it, it looked so pathetic. Sorry. Sorry, Austin Reed. But it, it was pretty funny. Um uh, but it made sense from a coaching point of view that they wanted to get it lined up straight. And then, um, you know, I felt for the kicker. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of those things that, you know, it's easy to quote. It's easy to kick field goals when you're up and you don't have to worry about that. And then the pressure kicks in and you're just like, oh, this sucks. Um, Maybe they accidentally gave him a regular ball instead of a cable. Hey, I always said he the laces out, man. Jesus. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? Have they not seen Ace Ventura? <laughs> we all know. Uh, I I was very disappointed in that loss. I mean, I'm sure the guys were too. Um, I and I, was, stand, yeah. I stand behind that we will want that game back when the season's towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could switch the Auburn-Indiana games, I believe we would thump them like a little brother. We just beat the far out of him. Also, Um, Austin Reed reminds me of Zappi for the fact that he doesn't throw that many interceptions, but any interception that he does throw is like the most costly and worst timed interception (laughs) imaginable. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Like the Um, ones that Zappi had against UTSA in both games last season is what absolutely destroyed us for the most part. Yes, um, I do agree. Um, and I was trying to think of it earlier. What was the third game that I, that we really wanted back last year? Indiana was one. Army, Army was, was another one. one. What was the third one? Um, I, I think it was. We played up? Michigan State well, but they were still nationally ranked. I don't think we would have gotten yeah. that one regardless. So. No, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm about half crazy anyway, as Same. you all probably know. I'm fully crazy um, at this point. Oh yeah, both. Of, yeah, definitely. You have to be to work at you know. Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah so. I can confirm that. You have to have at least one <laughs> mental illness. 
<laughs> um, but so final thoughts on Indiana. We'll move over to FIU. What do you think? Yeah, it's just one we're going to regret by the end of the season. I mean, if we make a field goal or maybe throw a uh, touchdown instead of an interception on that one drive, then we're 4-0 and right now. <sighs> yeah, I was my poor daughter was here. And 3-1 is not bad at all. No, uh, it's not, no, not at all. But um, beating the Big Ten school is still something we haven't done, and I feel like we're cursed against the Big Ten. Yes, and I completely think – that uh, is, are, do we do we still have another home game with Indiana next year? Or um, I don't know if this is the end of the season, series of, or not. Um, I'll have to look. I mean, I know Ross was the one that always would check in like future schedules and stuff. I know we play Ohio State next year in Columbus, so that'll be Ooh. great. Okay, so since it is another Big Ten school, I'm going to throw out there that we need to find a virgin, and it it doesn't have to be you know gender doesn't matter. It could be some dork, uh, some nerd. I don't care, uh, and sacrifice them on the 50-yard line at Buckeye Stadium before, you know, and just go ahead and just get that bad juju of Big Ten football out of the way. We need to, so take, whatever, we need to take whatever Marshall ate before they beat Notre Dame this season and eat that. Yes, yes, I uh, completely agree. Um, so, the game that we really want to talk about, FIU, that was a fun game. <laughs> was it, though? Um, it's like watching a train wreck. Honestly, no, it's like beating a dead horse is what it was after a while. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I I watched the first, second, and fourth quarters. I didn't even watch the third quarter. I literally went outside and played with my child. Mm -hmm. Because it was, you know, we were to that point where it's like, they're not coming back from this. Uh, You can say that at the end of the first quarter. (laughs) Yeah, that was... Well, at the end of the first, you know, they were deflated, but they weren't quite beat yet. Um, I've got some stats pulled up for you all on YouTube. Uh, uh, WKU had 32 first downs. That is freaking wild. <laughs> um, FIU had 10. 10 first downs the entire game. Uh, Western had 690 total yards. 478 yards were passing. 210 rushing. Which, by the way, 200 yards rushing in a game like that is great. Um, definitely. I love it. Anytime our guys, our running backs get over a hundred yards rushing. Um, and it looks like Robocho for the year has 265 yards total. So out of, uh, four games, you know, he's got 265. I'd like to see that number higher, but you know, so be it. Um, we only so had four. Penalties. Go ahead. I have a conspiracy. Here's my question. Are we sure that the FIU team that we played is not just Bishop Sycamore, but in Panther jerseys? Are we sure <laughs> that we played the real FIU team? We'll never know. You know, we'll just never know. Um, I will say, maybe this is this is just maybe an unpopular opinion. I don't like FIU's jerseys. Yeah, yeah. The Panther on the sleeve is is just dumb to also me. they're the golden panthers but the main color scheme they use is like navy yeah so, navy and white like where's yeah, the gold I'm just like where is the gold look at the golden hurricanes they have like the gold chrome helmets and those look sick yes like some of those are pretty cool but yeah you have no gold on a it's a navy and white and you're the golden panthers but I don't control that. It wouldn't so. make a single difference anyways for them. No, so. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't going to help them score. Uh, currently, uh, well, sorry, I've got FI, uh, Troy pulled up in front of me. Let me get back to FIU. Um, we had four penalties for 25 yards, so pretty good. And we had one turnover, which was an interception. Uh, FIU had 185 yards, 124 passing, 61 rushing. I would have loved to have seen, and I'm not knocking anybody, but if we could have kept them under 100 yards passing, that would have been wild. I wanted us to get to 90 points. That way we can say we had a real-life tops by 90s moment. I know, right? That would have been been wild. That would have been wild. The memes Uh, would have been incredible. FIU had seven penalties, which isn't bad. Two turnovers, uh, and one stat that I read today, which... uh, if you're not, you need to get on the towel rack. Um, there are little mailing lists on Stubbs, Substack or even just read it on Substack. Uh, Matt Stats for the FIU game. 
FIU never made it past our 40-yard line. That's a wild stat. That is a crazy (laughs) stat, though. Are we sure this is an FBS team? Are we sure? I agree. I agree. This could be like St. Mary's or something for all I know. St. Um, St. Mary's or LeBron yeah. High School. Bellarmine, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> whoever, you know, whatever. Um, but, I mean, this is – it. I, that was a wild game. And I, I feel like this is one of those that, um, you know, you got beat by Indiana and it's just like who's next on the schedule? They're going to get creamed. And it's what happened, basically. Um, yep. So and I think it's uh, funny, though. Do you know what a crazy stat is? I think this is right, but um, okay. the last shutout we had in football was in 2013. Okay. That's absurd to me, thinking of how good we've been since 2013 that we haven't shut out a single opponent since then. I thought you were saying we got shut out. With no, like we haven't them. shut somebody out, like where they have a big old freaking goose egg. That's pretty wild. That's yeah. pretty wild. Well, I mean, that says that says something about your defense. Or I mean, we did have that game against Marshall that was like sixty to six, but yeah. I mean, they did still score. We didn't shut them out. I mean, we had games like that where they had like very low amount of points. But that's first. That's good for our defense to be yeah, able to crazy. see them shut anybody out, even as terrible as FIU is. I mean, being able to see a shutout. And also rack up seventy three points while you're doing it. I think that that's about one of the best games that our team could have had right now. And I mean, is FIU really that bad though? You yes. know, yes, <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. But um, it was nice to have Western to be able to just have somebody to thump around. The um, fact that they beat Bryant in overtime is a miracle. Looking back on it now, I don't know what Bryant did in that game, but they should have won. I don't care what happened, but they should have won that game. Okay, so just future, just for for giggles. Uh, they beat Bryant 38-37. They lost to Texas State 41-12. They lost to us 73 to nothing. They're playing New Mexico State uh, this weekend. They play UConn next weekend. Nice. Uh, UTSA is after that. Uh, Charlotte, Louisiana Tech, North Texas, FAU, UTEP, and MTSU is the last game for them. Um how much do you think UConn or UTSA is going to throw on them? Or maybe even North Texas? I'm trying um, to figure out who's going to be the top team coming out of the West. but I don't know, but that'll be kind of a good gauge for us to see how some of the other Western team opponent looks. If, the, if UTSA drops 70 and shuts out FIU again, then I will definitely be concerned. But if FIU somehow looks really good against them, maybe that could be in our favor a little bit. I don't know. So did... Um... Did Conference USA get really kind of get rid of the West? Well, they technically don't have the divisions anymore, is what I've heard. Because there's not enough teams to have a division. Honestly, after <laughs> this year, after everyone goes to the American, then yeah, we're not going to have enough teams to have divisions. No. Probably. Yeah, I was just, I just noticed on uh, ESPN's little, uh, kind of their overview page for teams. It's like, it's got the, the it's got the, uh, conference excuse me and normally it was like east west no there's all what 14 teams in there 13 teams one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven eleven teams that's even worse cool 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 um and actually kind of a state of conference usa charlotte is one in four and law tech is one in three cool so just throwing that at you. I just feel really bad for FIU. I do too, but I don't care. <laughs> if that's what we have to sacrifice for the Dolphins to be the best team in Miami is the Hurricanes and the Golden Panthers, then bye. <laughs> Adios. Yeah, Thanks for sorry. your sacrifice. Sorry. Tough luck. Um, any chance the Chrome Domes come back this year? Well, there's officially a statement on that. Did you see it? No, I may have missed it. Yeah, you missed it because people have been asking where the Chrome Domes are. And I think that they said that there's been a supply chain issue and they've been having to reuse the other ones and they're trying to refurbish all of the Chrome Domes that they did have and they just haven't been able to get everything ready for whatever reason. I can find the full statement if you give me like five minutes. I think I remember someone saying that. Yeah, go ahead and I'll... uh... 
I'll look up. I'm scrolling, um, scrolling, scrolling. I'll do that. Oh, here it um, is. All right, it's from the equipment room, WKU Equipment on Twitter. It says the chrome helmets are still an important component of our uniform combination. We have not worn them uh, yet this season because of supply chain delays and getting them refurbished following last season. We hope to be able to wear them again soon. Cool. It's the official statement from the equipment techs. So there you go. That's your. Uh... Okay, so. I think that we are very lacking. We need a red helmet too. Mm, that's <laughs> no, that's too it. much like Louisville. That's too much like Louisville at that point. Well, we've got we've got white, we've got black, we've got chrome. I mean, I feel like red's just another option in the book. And I mean, we're technically supposed to be red and white, not black. So true, but they need to wear the black helmets with the all black uniforms because they didn't do that against Austin P. They I did the red pants, I think, or, and the black uniforms or something, or vice versa. But it wasn't a complete blackout. I want to see the complete blackout uniforms at some point. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. Um, I it, per Jake's uh, stat that he always liked to mention, it never fares well though. We would probably like, be penalized more according to his statistics. Yes. Um, Yes, we would be penalized a lot more according to Jake's stats, but we'll see. Um, let me get uh, back into my... There we go. Um, so let's go ahead. Final thoughts on uh, FIU. It was great to see Western thump somebody like that. I know of people that went to the game and they said that they were bored just because of the fact of how dominant we were. I mean, but that's good. Like, you want that. You need that opponent to... Basically, just let the let the coaches just go through the playbook, you know. Yeah, let but for attendance, though, I feel like it's kind of rough. Well, I mean, attendance has been a slump too. That's been an issue for Western. Attendance has always been an issue for Western because yeah. you Bowling Green is a city where there's a lot to do. Granted, but is there though? <laughs> well, there's a lot of restaurants. How about that? Yeah, there you um, go. but um, they're they're fair weather fans. You get the well. I'm a UK fan. Well, I'm a Louisville fan. Well, you're it's more of that than it is fair weather to me because even yeah. in the best seasons that we had under Brom, we still weren't selling out games. No, and honestly, like uh, we were talking in our group chat about this, and I think that if we took tickets, and they didn't even got to be like great tickets, just have like you know nosebleeds for these kids. You know, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, some of those programs like that, Boy Scout Night or something, and just be just give away tickets. You know, if you're if you're a Boy Scout, then you know, show come in your uniform or something. I don't know. Um, if we did break the record last year, though. Do you remember that against Indiana? I was at that game. Oh, did we? Okay, yeah, That's that cool. looked great. I was at that game, and I was also at the Vanderbilt game in 2016, and both of those were very, very well attended. But that's okay. the thing, though. I mean, it's only if, the thing that it sucks is that people's not just going to show up to some conference matchup for Conference USA. Even like when we, we played Marshall or Middle, I mean, we need them to, but they just don't. It has to be the big name opponents because Indiana, their Big Ten school, sold that out almost. Then, of course, Vanderbilt, regionally close opponent, SEC team still sold that out, basically. So that's the only real way that I feel like we can get sellouts consistently is just by having some type of Power 5 school come to the house. Hi, baby. Dad? Yes, baby. Can you say hi, everybody? Can you say hi? Hi, Abby. Can you say hi, Jared? Hi! Hello. <laughs> We need her analysis on WKU's football attendance. <laughs> she just kicked my uh, my mom out, her grandma. No. Um, but um, I think as far as fans go, we've Western's always had a problem with that. We had a uh, when I was in middle school, like I remember one of our coaches at the end of our season would always buy tickets to a Western game, um, and I think that would be another. You want to get these kids young to come to Western. So, you know, you want them to, whether it's like you have middle school football player night, you have little league players, you know, get these kids to come and start cheering for Western and it's going to help you out. Um, you know, have the kids bring their uniforms, you know, do, uh, you know, have, you know, pr free tickets for mom or dad and, and one kid, you know, 
you will make you will recoup this money eventually. It's better than having empty seats, in my opinion. See, I mean, I remember when we first were FBS and everything. You could probably put a WKU football ticket on somebody's windshield, <laughs> and yeah. or what yeah. the joke is, like come back with two more. Yes, and I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I think at one point in Taggart's, I think at one point in Taggart's uh, tenure, there was um, like dollar hot dog night and you know dollar season ticket night or something. I don't even remember. It was like crazy stuff. Hi, baby. We are getting dangerous. Sounds like it. Um. So, um, hey, Abby. No, no, go play with Grandma for a few minutes. You can come back in here in a little bit. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I think tickets, uh, you need people to come out. Whether they're paying or not, you need people to stay. You need them to stay past the first or second quarter. Um, but anyway, let's talk about Troy. So, I this is going to be a very interesting game, I feel like. Uh, so is Doge Diggy. still at whatever? Doge, Diggy, uh, is he still? Did he go? He went to Troy, right? Yeah, but he's still not the starter over there either. I see that. Uh, Gunnar Watson is. So I'm going to rethink the name of my episode because I had the perfect name. Ready for this? Does it teach me Be- how to Diggy? No, it was Betrayal, mm. like betrayal, but it was Betrayal. So now I gotta. Re- I'm sticking with it. I still like it. Not as well. Um, I think people will get it. <laughs> At least the dad joke in me feels better. Um. So Western, uh, Western is actually favored in this game. I am glad we are playing. We're playing at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hated going to Troy when we were we played Troy because Troy would always do that, and the pass falls incomplete. I hated that. Oh my gosh, worst thing ever. That is annoying. It, it, I mean, some people annoying. would say the same thing, though, about the, and that's enough for a hilltopper. First down. I mean, people would probably say the same thing about that, especially against FIU because we did it 32 times. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, uh, that's, uh, I'm sure FIU's like, Jesus, if I have to hear another hilltopper first down, I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, Western, uh, of course, this is inflated, so. This is what kills me when you do previews for this. Uh, Western's points per game is 47.5 to Troy's 23. That that FIU game has got us so inflated on that number, it's ridiculous. That's what we want. But Vegas has given us five, which that's not too bad. I could see that. Um, Troy's beaten some decent opponents this year. And they almost beat App State the day that they hosted college game day in front of like a sold-out arena so 32 to 28 on that game and it came down yeah. to hail mary basically and troy beat marshall 16 to 7 which of course marshall beat notre dame so i mean yes um and so of course that makes me wonder if notre dame's actually that good or not but no yeah uh looks like the numbers are 30 to 24 and a half uh, given Western five, the money line's two ten. I'll try and put this on our YouTube, uh, our YouTube uh, page, so you can or not the page, but the the in, the the picture, the picture on the video. Excuse me, I'm getting all tongue tied over here. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good game. It's uh, seven o'clock Eastern on uh, Saturday the first on ESPN Plus. Uh, if you can't watch it, check it out on. Uh, I'm sure IMG Sports Network's going to have it with Randy Lee. Um, and honestly, this is going to sound bad and I don't really care. I would rather have Randy Lee's radio show over the people that get on ESPN plus just saying, honestly. Yeah. And I don't want an announcer crew to be biased, but Randy Lee is more invested in Western and it makes it more fun. Just saying. True. Yeah. Uh, because you get these announcers and they'll be like, you know, Austin Reed, you know, he's, He's a cowboy, all right, you know, or something's goofy like that, and you're just like, "What is this? What am I watching? What am I listening to?" Um, Western, the weather's supposed to be awesome, seventy degrees, game time. Uh, 
hopefully we can get a good uh, Saturday crowd, you know, for the whole game against Troy, because this is going to be a big game. It's going to be pretty crazy. Also, for the Fairweather fans out there, the weather has, in fact, been incredible. It, it's like 70 degrees is the high. This is like cool. 40s for the low i mean it is beautiful we actually have fall weather we'll see how long it lasts before it turns blistering hot or freezing cold again but it's fine yes like this is wild to me that uh like somebody i saw i saw a meme on facebook and it was completely true that uh summer clocked out like it was his job mm-hmm. like he's done <laughs> i was like that's true like so the summer weather is just out of here um uh, of course, ESPN's intern has given us 82% chance to win on Saturday. Uh, that's I, very generous. That is you think very so? Very generous, yes. Because oh, Troy is a lot better than I think that they're giving them credit for because their defense is pretty solid. And that's what concerns me is we have a really good offense. They have a really good defense. It's kind of like a strength versus strength kind of thing yeah. that we'll have this weekend. And a lot of the Troy people seem very confident in their defense. And the person we had on our Q&A for this week actually predicted Detroit's win. So we'll see. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Now I will say defensively, of course, we're skewed still. uh, Troy has allowed 354 yards where we've allowed 337. Uh. The biggest so, thing these Troy people have to realize, though, is that this isn't no Sunbelt era WKU team you're playing against anymore. This is like the creme de la creme Hilltopper offense. We have 20 transfers. You know, mm-hmm. this is not, this is Topper 2.0 right here. Mm-hmm. You know, these are not, like, I agree, this is not a Sunbelt team that you're looking at where Troy dominated us and they went back to their trailers and went to bed. Um <laughs> This is uh, this is definitely a hilltopper team that's that's going to come play, um, and I just hope. My thing is is in the Indiana game, I'm hoping that they pulled away from this and saw you when things get hard in games, you just don't give up, and that's what happened in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that after this FIU game, they got a block, the chip on their shoulder. You know, they're you know if the if you know, Troy comes up, it's not a, well, here goes again, guys. I guess we'll just wait till the clock runs out. You know, it, it's like, all right, they're at our house. Let's get this going. You know, you ain't coming into our house and, do, you know, going to just pop us in the mouth without us saying something back. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I This is, I, I think that 82% is very generous. I would say it's probably around 70%. What do you think? I think it's more closer to maybe 65 to 70%. Okay, okay. Um, and honestly, to say that Western would beat Troy eight out of ten times is a big uh it's a big ask, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're right at six out of ten or seven out of ten for Western um is possible. We'll just see. Um had, had they beaten Troy, I think they would probably be favored in this game. I mean, I, had they beaten that state, sorry. <laughs> Yes. Had that backwards. Yeah. Had they not lost to <laughs> them, yeah. Uh, the words are difficult. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, I will say they look like a pass-heavy team, kind of like us. Uh, Troy has averaged sixty-six yards this year per game. I'm assuming that's. Well, actually, no. I'm sorry. That's total yards. They've only got sixty-six. I can't be right. Mm-hmm. Somebody that sounds off. their numbers because they've got uh, one of their rushing leaders for Troy's name is Billingsley. Uh, he's got 27 carries for 162 yards with a touchdown. So that's not right. And they must be averaging 66 yards a game, which that's probably, that sounds more correct out of four games. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are very pass heavy. So our DB's got to bring their a game. No dumb pass interference calls. You know, mm-hmm. when we don't need it. Um, and it looks like Western, uh, is, like I said, is leading the yards allowed. Um, but Troy is looking pretty slick when it comes to rushing yards. 145 and 209 yards allowed uh, as far as passing for 209. Um, so, I mean, this is going to be an interesting game. Their quarterback so far has thrown... 
for 1,249 yards, five TDs, five interceptions, where Austin Reed is thrown for 1,263, 14 TDs, and three interceptions. So Austin Reed's looking like the better option as quarterback this so far. Um, if you're looking on sheet, you know, paper versus paper. Um, That's what because he thought? chose to go to quarterback university. <laughs> that's that's a good point um so to kind of get a little derailed here um what are you thinking as far as uh, the georgia tech job i don't know if some western fans are worried about this or not but some people are worried that helton may be uh if he keeps doing well he may be a front runner for the georgia tech job what do you think I don't see that happening. There's plenty of other flashy names that would probably be a better fit for Georgia Tech than Hilton. And also, they have to hire someone that runs the freaking uh, old school, like Army Navy style offense, like the military style offense. Because that's what Georgia Tech used to do, and they got away from it. And now the they suck. Option? So go figure. Yes. Yes, they need to go back to the option. Um, But, like, my thing is, is with uh, with that specifically, like um, you've got one of the names was thrown around was Deion Sanders. I could totally see Deion going to a school like that. Mm-hmm. Now, would you get the option? No, but the name for Georgia Tech would help so much with Deion Sanders. It would be opinion. a complete rebrand for what Georgia Tech has always been. Like they would completely change every single aspect about that football program if they hired someone like that. Yeah. Well. Maybe that's what they need. Yeah, maybe. It depends. All the old school <laughs> alumni probably wouldn't want that. Just no. because they're like, oh, we need to have our run option, and uh, that's it. We don't throw the ball except maybe once every two games. So that's yeah, why that... it wouldn't make sense for Helton to go there either. He's a pass-heavy quarterback. So, well, quarterback coach especially. I mean, looking at all the quarterbacks he's had outside of Pigram. <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah, but I, I was gonna say that you've got the one, you know, and I don't blame, uh, I don't blame Piggy so much in that it, with that because he just wasn't, he wasn't the style that Helton needed. Uh, I think in any other system, Piggy may have been okay, but Piggy was a run gun quarterback. Um, in that order, he wasn't, and he's not, he wasn't the deep throw. He wasn't, um, you know, he's not a zappy. You know, and or a or Brandon Dowdy or any of those kind of style quarterbacks. He's a Robert Griffin the third. He's a Cam Newton, which Cam's pretty good at gunning too, actually. But um, you know, that's that was Piggy's thing, is he's not a and that's um and I'm I may get these guys confused, so excuse me if I do, but uh was it Ocean? Mm-hmm. Ocean yeah, kind of reminds me of like Piggy. Because mm-hmm. Ocean is he's he looks like a quick kid. Um, and that was a good thing to see at the FIU game was to be able to see, uh, to see him kind of open it up. And I did notice that was it Velk uh, Ocean went in first, I think, right? Or did you see that? Yeah, it was Ocean, and then Velkamp came in. Then Velkamp. Um, I think Ocean kind of got his feet a little bit towards the end of his time in there, and I mean he made a couple little mistakes, but you're up, you know, eighty billion points to nothing. Does it really matter? Uh, but Velcamp, I thought, looked pretty good. I think Velcamp is the style of quarterback that Helton's going to want. But I'll leave that to uh, leave that to time and see what happens. You know, yeah, we'll Ocean see. may transfer, Velcamp may transfer before they actually get to to the QB one status. So yeah, because Reed still will technically have another year after this season, so that will depict a lot. And I mean, I've heard to. I mean, I'd hate for him to transfer too again after he does really well here. Because, I mean, if Zappi had two years of eligibility, do you think he would have stayed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I honestly, I don't know. Because Zappi, I mean, when you have a season like Zappi had, um, where you're breaking records, I don't know how you can stay, honestly. I hate to sound like that, but I don't know how you can stay. I feel like he would have followed Kitley to Texas Tech pretty easily. Yeah. Um, he could have, but wouldn't that have screwed his eligibility up though? Or would COVID have covered it? Uh, some COVID would have covered it. I mean, it's all hypothetical anyways. It didn't happen. So, I mean, it's not like it really matters, but yeah. I mean, it's just something that we do have to think of moving forward for next year is that Reed can probably go somewhere else if he wanted to. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he definitely could. And I mean, if he does, so be it. You know, um, next minute, I just wish all the best for him. You know, uh, <laughs> it sounds bad, but I'm almost coming to terms with Western, you know, just kind of be the revolving door of quarterbacks. I mean, it's been like that for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since Helton's been here, essentially. Because mm-hmm. we had store, we had, well, we had, uh, um, oh my gosh, what was his name? Steve, um, I cannot think of it. Duncan? Duncan, Duncan? yeah. I knew it was a D. Yes, Duncan. We had Duncan. We had, The next year we had uh, Piggy was next, right? No, Ty Story and then Piggy wasn't it. Ty Story, then Piggy. And then we went to Zappy, and then we're here. Um, it's crazy. Who? Okay, hypothetically, we're, gonna, we're getting off the rails, but we got time. Um, hypothetically, what jobs does Helton leave for? Um... Maybe I don't see it being a power five job, honestly. I don't see him going from WKU to a power five job unless it's something like a really terrible team that is always a bottom dweller, like Vanderbilt or something like that. I don't really see it being a very high profile job, at least in, if we do really good this season. Um, I, I, even with the resume that he has, I still don't see him getting a big, big job or anything like that. Maybe American League or something like a high-level American school or something like that, like Memphis or something like that. I don't I don't know. Maybe something of that caliber, but not big power five or anything. So if uh, Florida State or Central Florida called, do you think he'd go? Or South Florida? Honestly, I think Central Florida is too big for him, too. Uh, maybe South yeah, Florida. Do. I think South – I think he would have to have a progression like Taggart where he has to go – to like a school like South Florida, and if he does well there, then maybe get a Power Five job. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so is it so? It's possible for him to have three jobs in one year. Is what I just heard. I mean, <laughs> never say never. <laughs> Willie did the impossible. Yeah, that's uh, that's wild. Um, yeah, um, just looking at his uh, wiki page, he he was born in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, he's actually about 10 years older than I am. He was born in 1977. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand why Taggart left. Um, so I can, uh, you know, move it closer to Florida, back to where he's from. I can understand that. Um, and, I mean, more money. Uh, with Helton, I don't know. Um, I would assume he would want... <laughs> And she's escaped again. Hi, baby. So, uh, yeah, baby. Um, I would assume like a lower mid-major would definitely be in his future. Um, eventually, I don't know how long we're going to be able to hold on to Helton. I hope we can for a while, but hopefully we don't get a Sanford on the next draw. We get a, you know, another Helton. You know, somebody who can step into the job and be successful right away. If MTSU can keep Rick Stock still for whatever reasons that they've held on to that man, I'm hoping we can keep Helton for a while. Just, so, I well, mean, at either... least if, if we're bowl eligible every season and look pretty solid, have a really good quarterback, and have a strong offense, <laughs> I think that we can hold on to him for a little bit. But... I think we either need good blackmail material. Or, um, <laughs> or we're gonna need, uh, or we're gonna need a contract and him to have a really bad several years before we can lock him in like Stockstill. But that's but. the thing, though. He's so mellow. He's not a very fiery guy. He's not very energetic or very vocal for the most part. I mean, he gets upset after some calls. I've definitely seen that before, where he got pretty heated. But usually, he's very level-headed. Yeah, I mean, he's very level-headed, very chill for the most part. Just the vibe that I've got from meeting him and also just seeing him coach thus far. Yeah, I mean, I I like Hilton. I really do. I was apprehensive after Sanford, just like everybody else. But, uh, the, you know, the first few games there, you're seeing promise. You're seeing guys making smart football plays. And then... The other part of this is is you're seeing coaching smart coaching plays, um, and that's the big thing is you need to see in, in a coach you don't want to see the fourth down on the on your own twenty, 
you know, you, there are situations where you have to do certain things, even if you don't want to, mm-hmm. um, you know, you don't want to put your defense in that situation on the 20 yard line. That's a horrible, you know, that's a horrible decision. Um, and there may be decisions that Helton makes that you kind of go, eh, but at the same time, you're looking at it as, you know, well, is this the smart play here? Or is this, you know, it's kind of a 50-50 draw and he makes the, I mean, for the most part, he's made the right decisions. Um, and yeah, I can't complain. It's, you know, he's he's doing the recruiting too. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's bringing in. He's not as conservative as Sanford was with his play calling at times, but he's just overall like smarter. Like he'll take some risks and do some stuff, but like it's at the same time, I mean, a lot of the risks that he takes aren't super crazy. Like usually we haven't had many games where we're like, oh, why in the world did he do that? Because even during Brom, we had that. Like the game we had at home against Vanderbilt going for the two-point conversion in double overtime instead of trying to kick a field goal. I feel like yeah. if we had gone maybe one more, we would have got that win in front of the sold-out crowd. But, I mean, that, like I remember a lot of people questioning Brom's decision for that. So, I mean, it just shows. I mean, every coach has moments. So, I mean, and Hilton hasn't well, had too many either. No, you're right. Um, but what I was thinking, like you're talking about that with uh, Brom, a lot of coaches, instead of going for the field goal, and they've made the rule change on that too um, now, not then. But a lot of the time back then, they, um, you know, it's just one of those, it's like, well, let's just go ahead and end it now. Let's try and end this now instead of, um, you know, just kind of uh, letting it draw out into another overtime. And, you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, of course, that's in the past now, but what are you going to do? Um, it's like the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. It's in the past. Um, yeah. So uh, a quick aside, we've got we've got a couple minutes here before the show's over, but um, my daughter has this, these like, they call them five minute reads. Uh, and it's just a, just a conglomerate of stories. There's these Disney stories. And um, my favorite one is Pinocchio. And I always try to do voices when I do it. Uh, and I, when I read as Geppetto, I read like Mario. So I do it a voice like a this and uh, I'm on a Pinocchio. Um, my wife's like, that is awful. That is so awful. And I'm like, it's hilarious. I don't know what you're talking about. This is great. Um, but I always try to do the voices when I read books to her because I think it's great. And it, it, it entertains me because I probably read that Geppetto story like 80 times right about now. Um, but anyway, uh, so predictions. I'm. I'm going to stick to the prediction that I put in the Taurax, uh future article. Um, Jared, what's your prediction for this game? Points yeah, wise. so I actually got to do a little guest segment on the Group of Five Focus podcast. I recorded that on Monday. It's out uh, now. Um, where like they might got see me and the Trojan Wall, like both like the Talrac and us, well us and them, like the Trojan Wall. We're gonna be interacting with each other a lot. I've, we've had a lot of people ask us questions on both sides. Very interactive. They're super awesome. They're basically the closest thing to the Talrac I've seen as far as like independent sites go for the most part. Cool, and, cool, cool. Um, but I got to do this podcast interview thing. Well, it wasn't really an interview. I had to just record what like uh, answering a few questions that he had. And in my prediction in it, like I'm buying into the hype of Troy's defense a lot. Like I'm trusting these Troy people a little bit that they can hold their own and maybe slow us down a little bit. I think it's enough to make us kind of frustrated on offense, but not like completely cripple us to the point that we can't get anything going. Um, I don't see it being as high scoring of a game as most of the games this season have gone because of that. I think it's a close game. I think it's a little bit more laid back offensive wise. I have us winning twenty eight twenty one. Okay, uh, that's it's not too bad. I, I I like the lowing score because that's what I'm saying too. Um, but I'm going to say that Western's going to get thirty two to twenty four. I that's think still it's pretty possible. close, and it's it's within eight points. I think that's possible. I think Western is going to go on the over. Um, would I put money on that? No, but, um, I will say that I think that Western would, uh, is going to get more than five points. So, yeah, I think that's a definite possibility. Um, 
Oh, that's weird. Sorry, one of my things I just uh, typed up on our predictions has got a shadow. I don't know why it's got a shadow. Uh, but anyway, I'll fix that in post. Anyway, uh, I think that's possible. I think I think your score is very possible. It's within one score. I think that's uh, very credible for Western. I, I think Reed is a is a smart quarterback, though. I think he's, uh, you know, it, it's just I think there are ways to uh, trip him up. I think we can, you know, I think Troy may be able to do that. I don't trust them, but uh, as far as their defense goes, but we'll see. I mean, they, you know, they almost beat App State, who's historically a big uh, David and Goliath school. Uh, they've, you know, they're pretty good at uh, historically being able to upset people. Even just looking at them right now, they're pretty good. I mean, beating Texas A&M to start the season and then hosting college game day the next week, and that's when they played Troy, was for college game day. And Troy almost won that game. Had they won that game, I feel like we would all be saying this is going to be closer than what we're predicting, which is why I'm going a little more conservative with my prediction choice. And that's fine. You are actually, I think you're undefeated on predictions so far, aren't you? I am. you Me, picked... Fletcher, and Matt are the only undefeated ones left. Hey, I'm always going to pick the tops, so I'll lose. I'll I'll lose. That's fine. Um, now, if you start putting some money down, then I might change my predictions. But until then... So you'd predict I'll... us to beat Bama if we were playing them? Um, yeah, we'll have the moral victory there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. It depends on you know. It depends on which Bama we're playing. Uh, the if it's Bama. The historical, if it's the historical, really good Bama, that's fine. If it's the uh, hungover Bama, then uh, we'll see. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, coming to the end of the show here, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to check. Um, I'm just going to mention really quickly uh, the Patreon. If you like what you're listening to, if you made it this far in the episode, we appreciate your support. Uh, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. If you can do that, that's free, but it helps us out. It helps our algorithm, so it kicks us up a notch. Uh, if you're listening on other platforms, uh, share the episode, like the episode, uh, review us on iTunes. It just kind of boosts us up there, uh, and it just helps us out. Um, if you'd like to, you can help us out. Uh, for the uh, you know the cost, it's less than a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Okay, just throwing it out there. Cup you of coffee at Starbucks us. is close to ten dollars now, probably. Exactly. And if you wanted to help us out, like, and this is just once a month. Uh, the lowest one is three dollars. Uh, so if you want to help us out, three dollars a month. Uh, that's not a huge ask. It, you know, it'll help keep the lights on here. It'll help feed Jared every now and then. You can um, sacrifice one venti caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino for Red Out Podcast. Just one. Or, a yeah, month. or a pumpkin spice latte. I mean, come yeah. on, people. Um, save a pumpkin, support the podcast. <laughs> I uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, definitely, we appreciate your support. Uh, you know, we appreciate our listeners. Um, and, you know, there are different tiers for joining the Patreon. Uh, but we will be doing uh, group talk during games. You know, if you just if you hear something, you know, and you or you got a question about something, and you're a member of the Patreon, you ask it. You know, we'll answer. I'm not saying it at any time of night, but we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Um, you know, maybe we hear something, maybe we don't hear something, maybe you hear something. Uh, we can just kind of talk and you know, voice our opinions. Um, uh, in a very uh, courteous and respectful manner of course but yeah we appreciate your support if you'd like to we appreciate it if you don't that's fine too uh but we appreciate you making it this far in the episode western will be playing troy this saturday on the first uh the game you can watch it on espn plus uh if you can't watch it uh at 7 7 p.m eastern 6 p.m central if you can't watch it in person, I'm sure, or you can't watch it on ESPN Plus, I'm sure you can watch it on YouTube. You can check it on Hilltopper Vault. Uh, I'm sure they'll have it up later on. Uh, if not, you know, you can uh, definitely check back with us next week. We'll be talking about the podcast or talking about it on the podcast. Um, and then we'll be hollering at you next week, uh, bar any kind of crazy emergencies. Uh, but uh, and check out the Chow Rack. They're going to have articles coming out. Uh, they do live tweets during the game, so if you can't watch, you can check out the tweets and see what's going on there. 
Uh, check out the articles. They're always writing something, doing something. Matt's doing some stats on something. Uh, and we'll be back here next week, next Wednesday, same time. Uh, and uh, if you're a member of the Patreon, you get the episode early. So you'll get it later tonight on Wednesday. And if not, you will get the episode on Thursday around noon Eastern time. Uh, but we appreciate your support. Uh, so as always, guys, go tops. Go tops. Thanks, Jared. Have a good one, bud.